It's great to see you all. Um, I bring you greetings from the wider new ground family of churches that you're a part of. We miss you very much um, and we love you and we think about you a lot. It's just a shame we can't be with you in person, but it's great we've got these facilities for us to be able to meet together uh, like this. Um, so I count it a genuine privilege this morning to have been asked to uh, speak to you as part of this online service. If you've got your Bibles, I'd, I'd like you just to get them now and just turn to the book of Philippians. We're going to be reading a few verses from Philippians chapter 1. And while you're still turning there, um, let's just talk about these times that we're in. They're very strange. Uh, they're very challenging. Um, they've been difficult for an awful lot of us. And so um, I want to really encourage you that God knows everything that we're going through. And I want to encourage you, however you're finding all of this, he's not left you and he's really, really with you. And I just want to say well done, church, too, because obviously we look at you online and uh, see the way things have been put online Sunday by Sunday, the way that you're staying connected, your elders, your leaders with making sure everyone's staying involved. And I have to say a big shout for your food bank situation because we're still doing food banks many of our churches but you are the kind of mother of all food banks you're you're you, you know you've been noticed by the press and you've got favor with people around you but I do think it's been an amazing uh, example to see the way that you have uh, moved things forward rather than backwards so well done all of you volunteers who are helping to really make that happen it's having a massive impact as it is on on the rest of us looking in from beyond we're being provoked by your 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 compassion and your love towards people that you're reaching this is great but in this difficult hard situation that we're in for a lot of us uh, and some of the sense of loss and suffering I, I really do believe as we've reflected that God is is in it um, he didn't cause it but he's involved in it and uh, he saw it coming even though you and I didn't and so this isn't just some weird interruption of life. I believe this is the purposes of God are being fulfilled. And so one of them is that he wants to get hold of us. He wants our attention. It's like a big pause button that's been pressed. We've got a little bit more time, some of us, and some of us have got a different kind of lifestyle, even those of us that are homeschooling our kids. And uh, maybe this is a time to really reflect on what kind of a person am I? What is God doing in my life positively through this to change me, to be more effective in my Christian life? I'm sure it's God's will that we all come out stronger when we begin to emerge from this time of lockdown. That's not only true of us as individuals, of course, it's really true of us as a, a local church as well. And I'm obviously talking to lots of leaders and pastors around the UK and beyond and lots of reflection about what kind of church did we used to be like before we came and into this. And while we're in this and as we think of emerging, what kind of changes will there be? There's lots of conversations about have we put too much emphasis on a Sunday morning meeting that you can't even go to now um, rather than doing life seven days a week? Is there being too much emphasis on just a few people doing a lot of things where maybe this is all about us learning that every member of the church has got a part to play <clears throat> in God's purposes. Is this about Sundays and the rest of the week and buildings and homes where we disciple one another? All those kind of conversations are going on. I'm sure your leaders are having those conversations too. 
I want to talk about something a bit different this morning. Um, I want to talk about limitations. I want to talk today about limitations that we're under and whether or not God is limited in any way by what's going on at this particular season. Well, there are limitations for us, aren't there? We can't gather all together. We can't gather in small groups. This might have to go on for quite some time. It looks like it's going to be that way. Um, you know, we're limited, many of us, in our work. People can't work. Some can't work at all. We're limited in who we can see and who we can't see. Travel, particularly overseas, is finished. So people like me, you know, I would be somewhere else right now rather than here. We're affected. We're limited. Uh, and then rightly so by the things that are going on around us. The question for me is, is God limited by lockdown? Has God somehow had to change himself because all of us have had to? Well, the answer is no. Has heaven had to adjust itself while this is going on on earth? The answer is no. Is God's, are God's purposes being fulfilled while we're in lockdown? And I think the answer to that is an important one. It's yes. I often reflect on the fact that every time a nation has tried to persecute the church, a bit like a seed on the surface, and then you push the seed down into the soil, underground, you'll be an underground church, you can't meet in buildings, you can't do things in public. Every time that's happened, it's just caused growth. The church has exploded. If you think the very thing they tried to do to thwart it became even more flourishing. I don't think God's purposes are at all being limited by what we're going through together. When lockdown came amongst us, I know some people were thinking, how's Jesus going to build his church? Well, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm sure if the gates of hell are not going to prevail, then COVID-19 cannot prevail either. Is God's love somehow hindered? Well, I think of the Apostle Paul who said, what can separate us? from the love of God, can hardship, can nakedness, from famine or sword, you know, I'm convinced there's nothing in, in earth or heaven or under the earth. And so we know that God's love is, a, is available through, limit, through this time of limitation for us. God is not limited even though we are. Is the Holy Spirit in lockdown? I think the answer is no. He's still moving. Sometimes we can't even see what he's doing, but he's still moving. He's still healing people, still delivering people, still saving people, still providing miraculously for people. And when we emerge, I think we're going to hear many, many stories that we didn't even know about that God did while we were in lockdown and he wasn't. Do you know one of the greatest surprises I think that we're going to hear is what God has been doing among our non-Christian friends and family, amongst our neighbours. I think God's at work reaching them. And you say to me, well, how come we're not even being able to really have conversations with them? And that's really what I want to speak to you about this morning, that God is moving in the wider community around us while we have to be in this place of lockdown. It is an opportunity. I think it's like this. We're told in the Bible that we're meant to sow seeds, and if we do, we will eventually have a harvest. What You will reap what you sow. I think that every conversation we have is an opportunity for a seed to be sown. Every 
time we are able to do something, show some act of kindness, it is like we are sowing a seed. Every time we pray a prayer in whatever direction, I want you to see it as a time of sowing seeds. Whenever we find ourselves talking to our neighbours and we just kind of see barriers breaking down all around us. So I've gone out 10 weeks clapping for the NHS. I've met neighbours I've never seen before. I've had lengthy conversations with neighbours, even though we've lived in the same street for 15 years, more than ever before. It's a seed being sown. Barriers are coming down. It's a time of sowing seeds into our families, into our children and into youth. I've heard wonderful stories of many children coming to Jesus during this time of lockdown simply because their parents are sowing seeds into their lives and they're asking questions. We can say to our neighbours like never before, come to church, come online, come and see what we're doing. Come and join Alpha online. We're rebuilding, we're, we're, we're communicating with people around us and people are watching us all the time. This is a seed sowing season. You have to be careful how you say that, a seed sowing season. This isn't harvest time, this isn't gathering, but if we sow these seeds, we will come surely into a time of gathering. I believe while we are in lockdown, God is at work without limitations. And one of the most surprising ways is how he's working, and we're going to see this in the lives of those who don't yet know him. I'm intrigued by the fact that the Apostle Paul was often in lockdown. Did you know that many of the things that you and I believe were written by a guy who was in lockdown because he spent most of his time in prison writing the letters that we now see as the word of God into our lives. And he knew what it was like to have a big pause button on his life. He knew what it was like to not be able to travel, to go and see people. He knew the frustrations of limitation. And yet he saw so often some amazing things. I want to read to you these verses from Philippians chapter 1 verse 18. He's in Rome and he's in prison and he's writing to the Philippians who are very, very concerned about him, how he's doing because they've heard that he's been imprisoned in Rome. And this is what he says to them in verse 12 of Philippians 1. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole of the pro imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, that's the other Christians who are in Rome, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word of God without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defence of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Now, these are remarkable words that Paul is saying. You see, Paul had always had this tremendous desire to go to Rome. It's kind of like you can see the theme of it all the way through. I want to get to Rome. I can't wait to get to Rome. When I get to Rome, it's going to be great. Let me read these verses to you from Romans chapter 1, verse 13. And he's writing to the Roman church and he says, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, 
that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that when I come amongst you, I may reap some harvest. And we will see a harvest, just as we've seen amongst the rest of the Gentiles. Verse 15 says, So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. Paul wanted to get to Rome, and he said, when I get to Rome, I am fully expectant that we will preach the gospel. He says, I'm eager to preach the gospel, and we are going to see a harvest. I see a harvest everywhere I preach this gospel. Rome has got thousands of people, so when I get there, we're going to see a harvest. It's going to be fantastic. And um, the Roman church were, knew that Paul had arrived in town. After all these years, he's finally turned up. The only problem is he's turned up in shackles and chains. The only problem is he's thrown into prison. The problem is he wanted to have a harvest, but there are bars now between him and being able to preach the gospel. And I can imagine some of the early Christians in, in Rome saying to one another, have you heard the news? What? What's happened? And they say, Paul is here. Oh, great. He always wanted to come. How's he doing? Well, sad news, actually. He is here, but he's in prison. He tried his best. What a shame that Paul is now imprisoned. Even though he wanted to do these things, he's now limited. He's in lockdown. He's unable to proclaim the gospel. Just move the camera over to the Apostle Paul in prison. Paul is here in prison and he's delighted to be here. We read it together in verse 12. He says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. Paul's in prison. He's walking up and down his prison cell. He's so excited. He's saying, hallelujah, praise God. He's speaking in tongues more than anybody, he says. And he's just delighted. He's singing praises to God because I'm in Rome, I'm in the will of God. And why am I here? I'm here to preach the gospel. He's not thinking about his limitations. He's thinking about the possibilities that when you're in the will of God, even if you're in lockdown, nothing can stop God's purposes from being fulfilled. So, right, why am I here, says Paul? I'm here to preach the gospel. I'm gonna, who can I, who can I see? Who can I preach to? And maybe a couple of rats would have gone across his prison cell and he's looked at them thought, no, I don't think they're going to respond. And then he lifts his head and what does he see? He sees the prison guard. Paul was a dangerous prisoner, so they probably doubled the guard. And the guard on their way that morning was saying, who is it, we're, we're, who is it that we're, 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 we're guarding today? And someone says, oh, it's some religious freak from somewhere who believes that his God got raised from the dead or something like that. And I can imagine them going, oh, this is going to be great, but we better do as we're told. So they're there, and behind them is the Apostle Paul. I think the question needs to be asked, who is really in prison? Because they're not allowed to go anywhere, and Paul certainly isn't going anywhere. And all we know from the little that we can understand from this is Paul began to share the gospel with the prison guard. Just imagine the prison guard standing there, and this guy talking about the love of God, the mercy of God. He's raised from the dead. Somehow, at some point, some of the prison guards believed and they became Christians and they told their families who believed and their families told other people who came to faith in Christ. As a result of Paul being in this limited situation, people got saved and their lives were transformed. Other guards also came to know Jesus. It says here in verse 13, so that it became known throughout the whole imperial guard 
that I was here for the sake of the gospel. They heard the good news of Jesus. I want you to know, if you flick over into Philippians chapter 4, it says this at the end, as Paul is giving his final greetings to the Philippian church. He says, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. And look at this, and all the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. Just imagine that. There's a Wednesday night online group meeting in, in the middle of Caesar's household. The gospel had come from the jail and spread out so much it had even reached Caesar's palace with people coming to know Jesus. Not only that, Paul hears. He had visitors that would have come to him from time to time. And through some of the, the brothers who visited him, he hears this, verse 14, that people in the church are being emboldened to share their faith. They've heard that Paul is doing in prison and a whole load of them are saying, if he can share the gospel in prison, how much more can we share the prison, uh, the, the gospel when we're outside of prison? And so they start sharing the good news and hundreds and hundreds come to know Jesus. And it even says, and this is a bit strange, that there were some who preached the gospel out of envy with bad motives. What's that about? Well, they knew that Paul was in town and he was going to cause trouble because he caused trouble everywhere. And this would mean trouble for them. And so they thought if we preach the gospel, then they'll harass Paul even more. They might even end his life. And then we can all go back to peace and safety. Do you know what Paul's reaction when he hears this? He says, I don't care whether people preach the gospel out of good motives or out of bad motives. People only hear the words of the gospel. They don't hear the motives of people. They hear the words of truth and so they can respond to the gospel. We're talking about a guy in lockdown who just doesn't seem to see anything that's negative about his situation. It's another opportunity for the gospel. He only cares that people come to know Jesus. Historians have shown that after Paul arrived in Rome, whether it's through the guard or Caesar's household or the church being emboldened to share the gospel, that a massive revival broke out in Rome. A few years later in AD 64, when Nero burnt down the city, he said, who, who can we blame for this that everybody in the town knows? And the answer was the Christians. Do you know why? Because there were Christians on every street. This is the impact that came from one man in lockdown, believing God that the gospel would be proclaimed and would run and run. So can I ask the question, what can hinder the gospel? Can lockdown can COVID-19 hinder the gospel? Sometimes people say, well, the gospel is hindered here because this is the UK and people are very hardened and very cynical. And when I share, uh, no one seems to be very interested and people are aggressive and they're very materialistic and they're not thinking about spiritual things. And then I hear people in Hastings saying, and Hastings is even harder than the rest of the UK. I mean, this is really a tough place to proclaim the gospel. And so we back off. We think, well, that's the situation. And we, we kind of lock ourselves down, actually, from sharing the gospel. Or maybe some of us said, you know, I've shared the gospel so many times with the same people. And they reject it every time that it's just deaf ears. It's no longer any need for me to keep talking. I think lockdown may be changing the situation, not only for us, but the people we're trying to reach. 
there seems to be a tremendous openness with people. There seems to be more and more people asking questions. You see, everything that people are building their lives upon, they're all shaking. There's nothing stable. There's no stability there anymore. People are open. And death, which is a subject that most of our society doesn't talk about, gets offended by, tries to fob off as if it never is never going to happen. And of course, people are realizing I might have survived COVID-19, but I'm not going to survive death in the end anyway. People are open to talk about death. They're open to talk about eternal things. Circumstances don't hinder the gospel. Lockdown doesn't hinder the gospel. And so, folks, I'm coming to a close. And I just want to say this for your encouragement. However long this lasts, however long this lasts, even with restrictions being lifted, it's not going to be church as we've known it for some time. Rather than seeing that as a frustration or as a loss, why don't we start to see it as a wonderful opportunity? There are many, many opportunities around, and this is one of us, one of them. And this is especially an opportunity for sowing seed. So that when we emerge from this time, let us not go back into fear about sharing our faith. Let us not see the limitations that we've seen in the past, but emerge bolder than ever, believing that God's purposes are to reach people who do not yet know Jesus. May King's Church Hastings emerge as a church that no longer wants to play the game of keeping it safe, but will be more on a risk-taking adventure to reach your town and the surrounding area and maybe even the nations beyond ours with the good news of Jesus. This is not about survival. This is about learning how to thrive in a difficult situation and believing and trusting that while we're in this situation, nothing hinders the purposes of our God. Nothing hinders the gospel. I pray that this will be a real encouragement to you this morning. These are difficult times and we are limited, but God is not. And let us continue to pray that while we're in this position of lockdown, the God who can reach the nations will continue to fulfill his purposes through very ordinary people like you and me. God bless you. Amen.